0: What is up everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com And absolutely delighted to be joined today by Spencer Kite, the veteran MMA journalist I suppose you'd call him now at this stage uh, And we're going to talk about, do you know what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about the featherweight division Because I think it's a very interesting time for this featherweight division for you know, For a few different reasons I suppose Uh, We just had the end of the the trilogy And it's weird I suppose to call it a trilogy Because one guy won all three fights Uh, We had what came after that Which is which is very very interesting and we we will get to in the uh, you know in, in as we as we go along here but we also have a big fight coming up this week between Brian Ortega and Yair Rodriguez so it's all kind of it's all culminating around now and I think it's a good time to come on and talk about it spencer how are you today looking forward to talking about the, the featherweight division here i know the two, look, the two of us we do this podcast the state of the ufc and this is the division we always like have to rush through the divisions after because we spend so much time talking about this one. So we have a good half an hour here to, to hash it out. How are you are you looking forward to Spencer?
1: I am. You you sent out the back call. I answered right away. This is I mean, these are these are the things I live for. Sitting here talking to you, talking about divisions, figuring out, you know, who comes next and, and what's in line and kind of dispelling some popular opinions sometimes. So looking forward to getting into it.
0: Indeed. First question I want to ask you, Alexander Volkanovsky won the, the fight a couple of days ago against Max Holloway, right? And he was in the cage afterwards and Joe Rogan, I, you know, as he should, asked him what's next. And then he said, and actually before he asked him what's next, he said, you've cleared out this division. And I sat there and I'm a person, right? I love the super fights. I love the big fights. I, I you know, I want... To, Uh, You know, I've said I'm not the biggest fan of this Leon edwards Usman fight. Even though that's the fight that makes sense, I'd rather see it. So I want the better fights, right? But to say that Alexander Volkanovsky has cleared out this division, imagine being the person ranked 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, etc. How, how head-wrecking that must have been because of where this division has been over the last while and we'll get into all that and we'll maybe go through the background of it but when you heard that what was, was your reaction the same as mine just incredulity more than anything else
1: yeah I just sat here shaking my head and then I think over the course of the night and probably Sunday morning I sent out some like these six people would like a word with you to anyone that said Alexander Volkanovsky has cleared out the division because he's fought three people like he's defended the belt against three people. And so to argue that he's cleared out a division when they're, as you said, the guys that are sitting at like, I think it's three, five, six, eight, nine, ten, eleven, 10, 11, and all the way down the rest that haven't had their opportunity, that haven't had a shot because of where this division has been, because of what it's been really over the last several years. It's not just Volk being the champion. It's, it's even back to Max. And truly, it's even back to Jose Aldo, as we've talked about before, The the series of these has just been, it has been a series for all of them. And so, yeah, I just, I mean, Rogan's got to say what he's got to say. Volk's got to say what he's going to say. Like, I understand it. I completely disagree with it. And, and I'd like to see, I feel bad that I'm going to say this, but I'm actually glad Alexander Volkanovski's hurt. I hope he heals up quickly. I hope everything goes well. But this is a good thing, I think.
0: It's a good thing in a certain way, but it's a very bad like it's obviously a bad thing for Volkanovski. And I think Absolutely I think it's a bad thing for the division as well though. And I it could be a good thing for the division in that he'd probably come back in the division. But it's a bad thing for the division in that he should be fighting in the division now. Because I think the most frustrating part of this, right, is the thing that and you say this way more than me. It's like we, we come to a card and everyone automatically goes, Oh, this card is rubbish. Me included. I'm always doing it. So, so I'm a—I'm not a hypocrite here. I'm, I'm self-admittedly saying this. But it felt like we came to the end of that card. We said, Volkanovsky's fought who he needs to fight. Everyone else is no good. Let's move on for Volkanovsky. Whereas I'm looking at this division, and I'm seeing, like... Maybe the most talent rich division in the UFC, but we never see the talent in the division at the very top level because they never get a chance to fight for the title. But and you said it goes back to Aldo, and it does because you know Aldo didn't fight that often, he got injured. The McGregor fight didn't happen, McGregor had to fight Mindes, then he, McGregor fought him again. Then McGregor went up to lightweight, he was gone for ages. There was interim titles, then it was Aldo again and Aldo again, and then Max got it, and it was Aldo again and Aldo again and then Frankie Edgar again, and Frankie Edgar before that again, and Frankie Edgar before that again, and it just felt like the division was held up for so long. And then we got the new blood of Max Holloway, and he fought Ortega, and he fought, you know, a couple of others, and he fought Volkanovski. But now it's been Volkanovski against Max. It's been Volkanovski against Max. It's been Volkanovski against Max with the Korean Zombie thrown in the middle. A guy who fought for the title against Jose Aldo fucking 10 years ago or whenever it was. So like, look at all i said there. I, I probably, maybe I missed out one or two guys who got who got title shots. I said Brian Ortega. Is there someone? I, maybe there's one or two people I missed I mean, out in there. You, you missed Ortega fighting Volk, right? Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah it's I it the same guys fighting it's, for the belt. Yeah, that's for a good fight. Yeah, that's a good fight. Even the new guys are getting the, the, right. the you know back in there again. So like. I, I I often give the, the example of someone like Mirsad Bectic. Okay, he never reached the top, but it felt like he if he did, he still wouldn't get a title shot. And now his career, has he retired? Or, you know, his career is, is possibly over. But not just him. It could have happened to, 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 um, to Josh Emmett as well. He was a guy who was on kind of the verge of retirement and he's coming back now. So there's literally guys coming in having four or five years to climb the division, getting to where they need to get to, and then falling off and retiring, and they still have never got a title shot. And then we're saying there's no one there to fight for a title. It's ludicrous. And it's not it's not saying, oh, who? You know, people ask me who. There's lots of great fighters there. People were probably saying who when and- Alexander Volkanovsky was the number nine ranked guy in this division. And that to me is baffling. There is great talent in this division, isn't there?
1: There is, and and Josh Emmett is the perfect example and the guy I feel for right now. Whether you agree or disagree with the split decision in his fight against Calvin Cater, and we don't have to re-litigate that or anything, he got the win. It is a five-fight winning streak. He is 7-1 and in the division. Like, what more does this dude need to do? I don't even want to get into his feeling put out and put off. Last weekend at UFC 276, he wanted to be in the cage and calling guys out. And I understand his position in that. But, like, if that guy can't get a championship opportunity now, having won five straight fights, having just, you know, beaten Calvin Cater, what else has he got to do? The problem to me has been, and and we've talked about it in the past, it's always just this gauntlet, right? Where you have to fight everybody. In order to get a title shot and there's always been guys that have just stood in the way brian ortega has stood in the way max holloway has stood in the way volkanovsky before he was the champion got in the way of people and we need to get away from that like well you've got to beat everybody before you get a championship opportunity right because i think what happens now but but what happens now is so many people are are not all that interested in seeing the guy that's number four or the guy that's number six or the person that's number seven fight for the title because they say, well, who have they beaten and what have they done? And we don't look at it from a, well, the champions beat everybody else. And I, we kind of just need, like, we don't want to keep running these people through the wood chipper because then you end up where we get Volkanovsky Holloway seven. And that's when you end up with Izzy versus Robert Whitaker being the the top two middleweights. And we're just going to keep doing a series there. Or we have Valentina Shevchenko fight no one, because she's beaten literally everybody in the top 10. And so we have to make some concessions as fans, as consumers of this to accept some of these fighters on the come up. The other part is everybody needs to start recognizing that there are names outside of the like four people you hear of. I mean, we're, we're, I'm sure we'll talk about a bunch of them, but like there are a bunch of young talents in this division that are in the top 10 right now. That if they get one more good win, if they beat one of those people you know very well, they should get a championship opportunity. And that's why I think the Volkanovski injury, you know, Alex, please heal up soon. want to see you back. Love seeing you compete. But with him sidelined, maybe Josh Emmett has to fight one of these younger guys. Maybe Calvin Cater, if he wants to make a relatively quick return, fights one of these younger guys. And we get a little more clarity where one of these young guys fights a more established name and then whoever wins that is the number one contender and away we go
0: the problem here right is that there's one probably assured way for either Josh Emmett or Arnold Allen to get a title shot right and that's to fight Max Holloway next and beat him but the problem with that is what if Max Holloway wins as you said and you've made this exact point but I'm just it again, again as you why we need to kind of move past that for a second. And I'm not saying we need to move past Max Holloway. He's still a great fighter. If Max Holloway went in and won his next three fights against three top guys, I'd have no problem seeing Max Holloway getting another opportunity if he wants to go to lightweight, whatever he wants to do. If he's still good enough and still there, no problem. It's going to take a while and it's going to take a lot more, but you get what I mean. But why can't we? We, we have two guys in this division. You said we'd get into the guys and let's get into him. Arnold Allen has won 11 fights in a row. Josh Emmett has won seven of his last eight fights, and is that not enough? Because let's talk about Emmett first, because I i have a bit of a, I have a, a, a graze, we'd say here in Ireland, a love for Aaron Lallon, because he's from this part of the world, and he's funny, and he's a great fighter, and I just like him, but let's talk about Josh Emmett first, because if you want to talk about Josh Emmett, right, what, what did I say, there seven of his last eight fights in a row, something like that, um, but he has the names too. He's beaten Michael Johnson, he's beaten Merced Bectic, he's beaten Shane Burgos, he's beaten Danny again, he's beaten Calvin Cater. If someone said that to you, those those uh, names, and said, would this guy be there, thereabouts for a title fight, you'd have to say yes. You would have to say yes. So it's not like Josh Emmett is one of these guys who doesn't have the names. He It's not like he doesn't have the win streak and he's won five in a row now here. Okay, that Cater fight... In my opinion, wasn't a great decision, but still in all, the judge, the judges came to that decision. We have to live with what we have there. It was a close fight, a good fight, either way. Why would you say a guy like that shouldn't get the next title shot? And before I throw it over to you, Spencer, who, who would we pick to win that fight? We'd all pick Volkanovski to win that fight. But I, th- I just think Josh Emmett is the type of guy who can wrestle, can hit can strike pretty well. He takes a lot of shots as well, and we know what's going to happen if you take a lot of shots. But he's also, one thing I would say about him, he's very smart. And I don't think he'll play into the game plan of Volkanovski the way Max played into it in the third fight itself. So I think he could cause him a few problems. I would massively pick Volkanovski in that fight. But it's not like this guy's a scrub without a chance who can't do anything. This is a guy who is a good fighter and who has earned it, Spencer.
1: He has, and... and To answer your first question if you would have to say that guy gets like, who does he have to beat? The unfortunate answer is that so many people would say, well, I want to see him beat Yair Rodriguez or Brian Ortega or Max Holloway. And to me, that's the thing we have to get away from. We have to move past constantly fighting those people that have already fought for the championship. I think of back when Joseph Benavidez was the like permanent number one contender at flyweight. You weren't constantly running everybody that was coming up through Joe Benavidez because they weren't going to beat him. He just like, he was the second best flyweight in the world. And unfortunately for Joe, there was an all time generational talent ahead of him that had two wins over him, but they didn't make Ray Borg and, and everybody else, right? Ali Bogatinov, Kyoji Horaguchi, everybody that came up and fought DJ go through Joe because they, there wouldn't have been anybody because Joe beats them all. And we saw that, right? He just kept beating everybody. The first time he lost was he came back off a knee injury and finally lost to Sergio Pettis. And so we have to do that at featherweight right now. We have to get away from Max Holloway and Brian Ortega and Yair. And and Emmett is the perfect starting point of that. As you said, five straight victories, beating good names, beating good fighters. If that isn't enough, then, then what are we doing? Why is there always more that there has to be? I, too, would pick Volkanovsky. Absolutely. But it's a fight I'm interested in. All the reasons you said about Josh Emmett. Hits like a ton of bricks. Gets in there. Isn't afraid to get hit. Isn't afraid to get in there. Can can do some different things with the wrestling. Has the conditioning. We saw that. We we have to just start moving forward with him or someone else.
0: 100%. Uh, let's talk uh, for a second about the fight this weekend between Brian Ortega and um and D.I.E. Rodriguez. And I just pulled up their dog records here. And, and this is funny. And it's not funny really, but it is funny. You look at Brian Ortega's record, right? Last fight, loss to Alexander Volkanovsky. Pull up D.I.E. Rodriguez's record last fight, loss to Max Holloway. So, <laughs> it's... I know it's very unfortunate for them, and now I, I think right I, I'm I'm going to be a bit of a hypocrite here for a second because I have I did a video a few weeks ago talking about the divisions and talking about how we need to move on in certain divisions, and I think it was around the time of the Justin Gaethje fight, so it's a, a longer time before that. Like someone like Gaethje, went in there he got a title shot, lost very badly to Habib, then he's what one more fight. And then is back in there. Masvidal, lost, back in there. Colby, one or two fights, back in there. I would love to see lads, you know, lose a title fight, get four, three or four fights. Maybe not three, maybe three fights. If it's top, top. If you go in there and fight Max Holloway, one fight might do, two fights might do, and get in there. But not have one fight against the number five or six guy and get back in there. That's my stance. In the featherweight division, that cannot be the stance. Because these guys have to be if if there's someone ready right and if let's say Josh Emmett might be injured I don't know is that orbital broken or whatever by him if it is he'd probably be out for a year so we need to move on to someone else if Ortega and Rodriguez go in here and have a great fight and someone wins in a spectacular fashion calls out Volkanovski ok Volkanovski's injured maybe whenever whatever one of them guys gets a title shot. Grand, let's move on. Let's give one of them the the, the title shot. Especially if it's Yair, considering, you know, he was very, very close. He had a great fight with Max. Okay, I would probably rather Arnold Aaron, Aaron Allen before that, but still and all, right? We can't be choosy here. We can't be picky. We just need this division to move on desperately. And I I feel like the UFC sometimes, they don't see that enough. And they don't maybe they don't look at the overview of... The whole, you know, the whole, not just the whole division, but the whole of the divisions. And look at what, the, look at the quality you have there. Because I said earlier on, you, you're going to have another Volkanovsky coming, right? And we mightn't see it coming. You look at, look at Vantina Shishinka. You mentioned her a minute ago. A few weeks ago, Talia Sanders almost went in and beat her. So you can say all oh, these rest of these guys are scrubs. It's hard to say the 145 because they're absolutely not. But even as someone you, don't think we'll be able to live with someone they might they might be able to live with someone and especially when they have the quality of these type of guys but we'll get we'll get to that in a second we'll talk about arnold allen in a second as well but about that rodriguez ortega fight first of all what do you think of the fight itself and I like, could could this be the fight that decides the next contender
1: so i'm answering the second part first and it could be if yair rodriguez wins if Yair Rodriguez goes out and styles on Brian Ortega or wins a knockdown, dragout war against Brian Ortega, I think you can make the case for him being next in line just because he is a guy that, again, hasn't had that opportunity. He has a name. He is a bigger name than than Josh Emmett. And apologies to Josh Emmett. You will get you will get skipped in this situation if Yair Rodriguez goes out. And looks really good because that's an easier fight for the ufc to make and sell and promote and all of those things i love the fight i can't wait for this fight like i am so hyped for this fight i love this card there's some other there's another great featherweight fight on this card shane burgos and charles Rodin. i mean it you put these two together right they're allergic they're allergic to boring fights independent of one another and now we're going to put them together like this is just going to be this has the chance to be so many different forms of chaos and wonder that i can't wait for saturday and like i said if Yair goes out and looks great probably a title shot brian ortega it's a little harder he just lost to volk and outside of those two chokes which were close but volkanovsky survived your two best moves and then beat the hell out of you for the rest of the time I don't know if you can hustle him back in there off a win over Yair Rodriguez because then people will make the like, well, who, you know,
0: who is Yair beaten though? Ortega's so, one of those guys yeah. that he needs the two or three wins to get back he there needs considering. The two he's three for sure. Yeah, he's on those guys. But Yair not so much because he hasn't had that shot and he hasn't had, you know, okay, he fought against Holloway. He's, he's only two losses to Holloway and, and Edgar back when Edgar was Edgar, you know? Right. So uh, him versus Volkanovski would, would be a, go- a very good one, I think. The, the, the weird thing is here, and as we talk about it and go through it, it's the exact opposite of having cleaned out the division, really, at 145, because there's lads lining up. Like, if Ortega wins there, he'll be lining up to have another fight to line up. If Rodriguez wins there, he'll be lining up for a title shot. Arnold Allen's already lined up to have the title shot, you know? Um, uh, Josh Emmett's already lined up to have the title shot, like... Calvin Cater, I'm sure, he, he just destroyed Giga Chikadze, okay, he lost to Josh Emmett in a close fight he could be on a 2-5 win streak here after losing to Max Holloway and he could be lining up too, I'm sure he'll go in and get another one and get back there, you know, Giga will be coming back there as well, I'm sure he'll be getting a win like, that guy is still a very, very good fighter as well, one loss like that doesn't really mean anything, and then, you know that, that's most of the top seven in the division. We we, we can forget about Bryce Mitchell, we can forget about Masari Valev. we can forget about Ilya Tapuria and his you mentioned Shane Burgess. There's loads of guys in this division. We we not only have the guys right there at the top of the division like Arnold Allen and Josh Emmett, who are on win streaks and who deserve it, we've two guys fighting this weekend who could fight for the title then we have the, probably some of the top prospects. I just spoke to Joy Herbert literally just before we did this, and I watched his fight with Ilya Tapuria, who, who went up to 155 to fight him, but he'll be back down to 145. This guy is a f- maniac of a fighter, an unbelievable fighter. Bryce Mitchell, one of the most dominating wrestlers we've seen in a long time, absolutely destroyed Edson Barboza uh, in his last fight. If we... Ha- I don't understand. I, I literally don't understand, and I am a guy who can understand these sort of things and is happy to like move on now would i love to see volkanovski go down or up in divisions and fight absolutely but not now not now get away Have fight two more of these guys fight arnold allen fight josh emmett maybe even fight one of the contenders coming up him against tapuria and then go spend another year in that featherweight division and do you know what is spin be before i throw back to you volkanovski seems like that type of guy he seems like the type of guy who would want to clear out a division. I know he's talked about Oliveira and all of that. Even Oliveira is not the champion at the moment. We can't forget about that. He could be fighting McGregor for the 155 pound title. We'll see about that. But he I, he feels like the type of guy who would want to clear out a division. And you know as well, it feels like this is his division. Because uh, I think he could probably get down to 135. And he could, obviously he could get up to 155. But he'd be very small at 155, even though I would fancy him to beat all of those guys. And in 135 might be a bit of an issue getting down because he's already got down so much weight after the, the rugby career and all of that. It just feels like the right division for him. It feels like there's loads of guys for him to fight. And it feels like the wrong conversation has been had. And hopefully we're trying to have the right conversation. But can you make any sense of my my ranting there about this? But I, I just, it's frustrated me. It really has over the last while. No,
1: I agree completely. It feels like the absolute wrong time for both of these divisions. Like, I agree that this, this feels like the exact right spot for volkanovski 35 might be a little too hard to get down to 55 he might be a little undersized and it's not like we're lacking contenders and and options at 55 right now that we need the featherweight champion to come up right there's not a champion currently we've got a matchup that i think everybody agrees makes the most sense in charles olivera and islam conor mcgregor yeah and and charles olivera may just go after that bag and and fight conor mcgregor which we all know could very well happen whether we want it to happen or not. And so, like, as you said, like you said earlier, that the, there might be the next Volkanovski already working their way up. I would like to put the name Mavsari Vloyev out there for everybody as the next Volkanovski. The dude just beat the hell out of Dan Ige. And we all know how good and how tough and how competitive Dan Ige is. So he's, to me, two fights away. You get him in there with somebody that's, I think he's at number 10 right now. You get him in there with somebody in that set five through seven range, beat that dude, fight somebody in the one, two, three, fight for a title. He's undefeated in his career. He's undefeated in the UFC. He's on the come up. Arnold Allen, we said it after the London show when he said, ah, oh, give me Calvin Cater. We all started roaring and screaming, no. like, oh my God, Arnold. This is where you just shout Alexander Volkanovsky and you, you know. Puff your chest out that you're 9-0 and in the UFC and just beat the hell out of one of his training partners in in Dan Hooker, that we know the quality of that win. But it is what it is, and Ar- Arnold's a good kid, and he's not going to shoot too far and all like that. But there are just options. As you've said, Like there are so many people coming up, and if Volk is out for an extended period of time with this broken thumb, let's get some of these fights made. Let's get a little more clarity so that when he's ready to come back, It's not, well, there's Josh Emmett. It's, well, there's Yair Rodriguez and there's Josh Emmett and there's Arnold Allen and there's Movsari Vloyev. And by the way, Ilya Tapuri is still on the come up. And like, you've got some guys that you have to face and Calvin Cater's probably worked his way back into the mix at some point. Like, there's just a whole bunch of names. Like, this is the furthest from cleared out. I think we've had a declaration of cleared out the division in a long, long
0: time. Miles away. Just absolutely miles Look, the biggest part of that is probably the fact he's fought Max Holloway three times, which is a great achievement. We're not taking anything away from Volkanovski here. He's done everything he's done. It's giving to the rest of the division in terms of they deserve a bit of respect. I have to to talk about Arnold Allen. You mentioned him there. It's an easy sell on Arnold Allen, right? 11 fights in a row. He's won 11 fights in a row. The problem with a lot of Arnold Allen's fights is that they can kind of be talked down a bit. Like Mads Burnell, he's not in the UFC anymore, but he's one of the best fighters in the world in that division, and he's over in Bellator now. You know, he almost uh, he almost got towards the title there. In his last fight it was very unlucky. We'll be seeing him fighting in Dublin here again in a couple of weeks. Uh, Gilbert Melendez, you know, same thing. Obviously, gone out of the UFC. was a little bit older, but that's a great win at that time. The Burnell was a great win. Was a great win at the time. The Armickany win was a great win at the time as well. Armickany had thirteen wins and two losses at that time. Beat Sadiq Youssef, which is still a great win. He's ranked, what, number 11 or 12 in the division at the moment. And then beat Dan Hooker, you know, who was probably a top 10 guy in the division, but obviously he's going to lightweight. Now he's not there anymore. So it's... Arnold Allen's record can be talked down, but it's way better than it actually is, especially if you look at it at the time when it happened. And to... To simply win eleven fights in a row in a division like that, when you you know leave out even guys like Josh Rinaldi and uh, and Nick Lintz and and others as well, you've seen Medza, Alan Omer, you know, I think even going back to, to before he was in the UFC, he fought some good guys as well. This guy has done all you need to do in terms of he's beaten everyone on the way up gone through it the hard way, beat hard guys who are around the same level as him in terms of their record in the UFC and all, then he fought the, the test of the old champion, Gilbert Melendez, He fought the wrestler test, the Nicklins, he's fought the ranked guy, the top 10-ish guy in Yusuf, and then he's fought the top 5-ish guy in Dan Hooker, where, okay, you might say he isn't, now. what are you talking about? But at the time, or maybe if he'd won the fight, he would have been. What more do you do? You've 11 fights in a row, you've done all of that. And they're saying you've cleaned out the division. Now, Arnold Allen as well. This guy, I don't think people realize how strong this man is. And how good of a fighter he is. Volkanovski is a is a beast in terms of strength. But Arnold Allen, I would say, is stronger. And that's there, there aren't many there are not many people in that division that I think are better in any area than Volkanovski. And I'll tell, do you know how good I think Volkanovski is? I was thinking the other day after I did one of the podcasts, this is the first time since my, my guy Demetrius Johnson has fought that I have thought this is the best fighter in the world that isn't Demetrius Johnson, and this might be one of the greatest fighters of all time that's how much I think of Volkanovski and I think Aaron Lallen is better, in, 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 at, better in, in the strength areas of the fight better against the clinch he could take him down I really think that could happen I think Aaron Lallen can cause him problems and this is the guy right and I'll drop back to you Spencer because we're, we the UFC London car coming up in, in a couple of weeks time there's a big market in the UK. They always fill that out. There's lots of people watching. Why would you not want to put a UK guy in there as well? Why would you not want. And, and a guy who's a good fan base and people think is very funny and is good character and stuff like that, as well as a very good fighter. You have it all here with Arnold Allen. You really do. Like, why not get him in there? Why not push him and have this fight? And you know what? I guarantee you it'll be a very good fight. What? This is the guy, Spencer, and all the other guys deserve it. Josh Emmett deserves it. If, whoever wins this weekend, absolutely uh, everyone else. But Arnold Allen, he is the guy, in my opinion.
1: I agree, and and if I'm Arnold's people, or if Arnold happens to be watching this, hello, Arnold. Call your people, tell them to get on the phone with the UFC like today, tomorrow. You want the winner of of this weekend's fight, and the or Josh Emmett or whoever it may be. You pick that name, and you want to fight in the next three to four months so that you're ready to go when Volkanovski's back, if Volk is going to be out for an extended period of time. We both think he made the mistake in calling out Calvin Cater on the London show. He got a little overshadowed with the London show because some other names had some moments, and Tom Aspinall looked great in the main event. And he's not necessarily the biggest personality. He is a great personality if you actually – watch him and, and consume his content, but he's not the biggest personality. And so I think that's part of the trouble too, is that we are in that period of fandom, of watching these fights, where it's the personality over the performance. And so a guy like Arnold, who goes out and has a terrific performance, but isn't dancing in the cage like Patty the Batty and isn't all over social media like some other people are, It just doesn't quite resonate with people the way that some of these big names do. And that leads to a bunch of people that don't pay attention a little bit further down the line going, yeah, Volkanovsky's cleaned out the division because they don't necessarily know how great Arnold Allen is. 9-0 and in the UFC. You don't go 9-0 and in the UFC fighting the people that you mentioned if you're some scrub that doesn't deserve an opportunity. Like, we, we argue that, you know, Tony Ferguson got screwed by going 12-0 and 0 and never fighting for the belt. Islam in the situation he's in. Like, if that is the case for them, it needs to be the same case for Arnold Allen. He's gone 9-0 and 0 in the UFC. Like, what more needs to be said? All the other stuff applies, too, as you said, about the UK fan base. And if you give him an opportunity, he is actually like the Tesco meal deal thing is great. He put out a video after that win in London where he just went around eating like fair food and market food for like a day. And it was hilarious how fat he got and like gross he felt because I really identified that as a identified with that as somebody that enjoys consuming terrible, terrible things for me. Like it just we need to move forward. This is what we've been saying. We need to move forward. Arnold Allen is one of the guys Loyev's on the come up. Bryce Allen's in there. Bryce Mitchell's in there. Like, let's just get going forward.
0: A hundred percent. I think we'll end, end it on this as well. And what you said there, though, about Aaron Lallan versus Josh Emmett, I think that's probably what has to happen. And it's funny. I, I was rewatching. Uh, I was rewatching Entourage there, and uh, I remember if anyone has watched it, Johnny Drama goes in and and um, they they make him uh, they make him you know the, the audition for this part. And uh, he, were, he was like, I, I really have to audition. He was like, oh, well, if you don't have to, you don't want to do it. And he goes, well, I've been on 100 episodes of Melrose Place. I've done 15 adverts. I've been in 74 films. And it's not that, uh, you know, it's not that I don't want to audition. It's that I have to audition. And it feels like Arnold Allen and Josh Emmett have to do it. They have to have this fight. They have to have this win to earn that title shot. And I think either one of them should be giving it right now. And you probably do too. And whoever it is, perfect, no problem. They have both earned it. But at the end of the day, as you said it there, they're probably going to have to do that. And, you know, that's unfortunate because they should be lined up. But if they have to... They have to, and let's get it done. Let's have him headline in a big card. Let's do Aaron Allen versus Josh Emmett, and see who comes out on top. All right, we leave it there, Spencer. I appreciate it. Follow him over on Twitter at eSpencerKite. Sign up for all of his good stuff. You can find it all on Twitter, uh, his Substack, what his really stuff on UFC.com, and everywhere else it is out. And check him out in the Severe May preview show as well every either Wednesday or Thursday. Great breakdowns and all of that, Spencer. I appreciate you and I appreciate the time and uh, we will leave it at that. Thanks everyone for listening. I'll see you all next time.